Hello, friends. Welcome back to Meg Living Inside Out. This is episode six of our series on friendship, listening. For to the one who has, more will be given, and he will have in abundance. Matthew 13, verse 12. The context of this verse is that the disciples came to Jesus asking why he spoke in parables. This phrase is also given at the end of the parable of the talents, where the servants of the master were entrusted with sums of money and then told to go and invest it and bring the profit back to him. And many of the servants did that, and one servant was lazy and didn't even put the money in the bank. He just buried it in the ground and then returned what was his back to the master, but didn't have anything to show for the time that he had stewarded it. This verse, for to the one who has, more will be given. This to me speaks of wisdom. God disguises wisdom in parables. And those who have wisdom and hunger for truth and wisdom seek it out and they gain more. But those who are lazy and don't seek wisdom and don't appreciate what little they do know, they actually become worse and forget what they used to know. And unfortunately, there are, I'm sure we can think of people who are like that. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm glad you're here. You are seeking wisdom. So you can already count yourself in the category of someone who is pursuing wisdom and you will have it in abundance. The book of James says that if we ask God in faith, he will give it to us. And that it in that James context is very specific. James chapter one, God will give you wisdom if you ask it. There's very few things that I will promise you from the Bible. I cannot promise you health, wealth, fame, prosperity. I can promise you persecution. I can promise you wisdom. And I can promise you that God wants you to have friends. So, in the interest of having wisdom, let's talk about listening. Listening is a skill and it is one that I have had to practice to get better at. It is one that I still have to be very, very conscientious about practicing because oftentimes I'll get in a conversation and I'll want attention. I'll be like an immature dog that has to soak up all the emotional energy in the room. And oh my word, I'm embarrassed to think about all the examples I could give you. Um, there's a lot of examples of that. So, but in the interest of being a good listener, let's first talk about eye contact. Eye contact is actually really vulnerable and very intimidating in certain circumstances. So, if eye contact is hard for you, I would actually suggest that you focus on the other things that we're going to talk about today and also explain to the person when I when I'm trying to listen to someone, it helps me if I don't make eye contact. So, if you notice that I'm looking at the table, please don't take that personally. I'm trying to take in and really focus on what you're saying. And I know that people with Asperger's really struggle with that. So if that's something that is hard for you, I would, again, write down 
a phrasing that you want to say and actually practice saying that out loud. You don't have to look in the mirror. No, you don't have to make eye contact with yourself. No pressure. Just focus on saying it. Focus on getting those words out your mouth. Um, getting succinct. Uh, succinct is a nice fancy word for speaking efficiently and using as few words as possible to really make your point clear. So practice that. If that if eye contact is hard for you, be upfront and open about that struggle. And in being vulnerable like that, it will also make yourself more relational of, oh, wow, this person has a struggle and they're sharing it with me. Maybe I can trust them with my struggles. The second thing I want to talk about um, in being a good listener is affirmative sounds and affirmative words. So this is, uh-huh, oh, wow, that sounds really hard. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. I wish that hadn't happened. I'll be praying that God redeems that. And affirmative sounds sometimes get a bad rap for just filling in the blank of when people are pretending to listen. But if you pair this with a well-rounded listening skill set, <laughs> so to speak, affirmative sounds can be very affirming. Not to overly repeat myself, but affirmative sounds are very encouraging to me when I'm being listened to. It helps me feel safe. It helps me know that the person is receiving what I'm saying. This is why um, phone calls and video calls are so helpful. And especially one of the ways that video calls are more beneficial than or being in person. One of the things that we lose with phone calls or even texting or digital sorts of things is we lose the facial expressions. Um, I love saying something and looking on that person's face to check if they're tracking with me and seeing an expression of relation in that they are feeling what I am feeling. That is one of the most validating things to me in the world. And one of the things that makes me a particularly high-maintenance friend is that I feel things very intensely and very deeply. And if I share something with you that I am feeling deeply and intensely, I want you to mirror back to me that you are feeling it as equally deeply and intensely as I am. And that is a wiring that God has put in my heart to make me who I am, to make me a deeply expressive, passionate person on the internet. He has wired it and built it into my personality. When I feel something deeply, I want to share that. And I want other people to feel that deeply with me. This is not a good or a bad thing. It is simply part of my wiring. When I use this in a selfish way, like we talked about with the character diamond, when I use this in a selfish way, I use this to soak up all the emotional energy in the room. And I'm self-absorbed. And I'm just clamoring for attention. 
But when I die to myself and I trust that God loves me and I am safe and secure in his love, therefore I do not need to go out and compete for attention. I don't need to be selfish because I can trust that God will give me the emotional validation that I so desperately desire. I can go into society, the public realm, the internet, and I can share what I am feeling and I can use that skill of I feel deeply about friendship and I feel, gosh, I'm going to make start making myself cry. I feel that if we had a healthy understanding of friendship, it would absolutely transform our Christian communities and it would transform the way that the world is drawn to Christ. We know that God chooses the men and women for himself that are going to be in heaven. Everyone who is meant to be there is going to be there. We do not have to live our lives in fear that something we will do will keep someone from the kingdom of God. However, our obedience to Christ and our obedience to his principles will make it so that their journey to God is easier and their journey in finding Christ is they benefit from you being a part of their lives in finding Christ and that brings God glory and so I believe that if we as Christians understood how to be better friends intentional active boundaried we would change the world Not in a sense of everything would be hunky-dory because sin is sin and human nature is depraved and we will be struggling with sin and human nature for as long as we are on on the planet. However, Christians are known by their love. We are known as Christians by our love. That is what Jesus said. And anytime we are not known by our love. We are slandering the name of God. And that grieves me that I have participated in slandering the name of God with my life and with my actions and with my selfishness and with my unloving ways. So, to recap... I have the personality trait of wanting everyone to feel very deeply what I am feeling. And when I use that skill in a way that is others-centered, I bring glory to God. Now, maybe you're the kind of person who is very quiet and you don't like to draw attention to yourself and you like to be on the other side of the camera in the sound booth, my sound booth people. I love you and I'm calling you out. You are wonderful, special people. You are fearfully made. We need you. My camera operators, this is me doing the little two fingers at my eyes to your eyes movement thing. Yeah, I see you. I see you on the side of the camera. I love you. Jesus loves you and you need friends. So this is for you and I'm so glad you're here. Okay, we have talked about eye contact, affirmative sounds and words, and now Number three, I'm going to talk about repeating back what sounds important. Your mom just left you there? 
She didn't say anything? Your dad just walked away? Wow. He... He did that to you. Wow, she did that to you. Repeat back what sounds important. And this... This is to tie into what I talked about in starting conversations. Repeating back what sounds important. You know, a key phrase that that other person has said that's really heavy. That's called mirroring. And it does two things. One, it tells them that you're listening. And two, it gives them the conversational floor to go deeper into that statement. Actually, one of the things I've heard on the internet and the name of the person is escaping me. Um, Never Split the Difference um, is the book. And the author is the one who said this. Um, When he is in a hostage negotiation, this is a very high stakes conversation. So you need to be as strategic as thoughtful about what you're saying. Mirroring is something that he does in that very high pressure situation to draw out more information and in this context in the context of listening and friendship we're doing this to be generous and make the other person feel safe make the other person feel valuable and it is strategic it's strategic in a good way it's a strategic in an others centered way and i used to think that i just I couldn't use my brain to think and be strategic. And it was an amazing, wonderfully freeing day when I learned I can be strategic. And if it's other-centered and it's for the good of the other person and it gives glory to God, that's not manipulation. That is love. That is wisdom. Number four, to be a better listener Pay attention to what makes you feel heard. Actively study listening. Study conversations. And even from that example, I want to say it's Chris Voss of Never Split the Difference. Even conversations that aren't always positive um, or are very high stakes, high pressure, you can learn from those conversations And it goes back to the verse that we talked about. For to the one who has, more will be given, and he will have in abundance. Matthew 13, verse 12. If this podcast has given you something to think about, maybe something that you need to work through and process, I would encourage you to visit the link in the description, inversedream.com slash podcast slash friendship. There will be a web form there that will connect you with a digital mentor who wants to help and encourage you in your walk with Christ. This is not a professional counselor, simply a Christian who wants to encourage you. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Meg. I love my Jesus, and I believe in living inside out. Now it's your turn. Go and live it.